This is the Wellness Puzzle Podcast with Andrew Jobling, author, speaker, educator, entrepreneur, and AFL player. Join Andrew as he continues his lifelong journey as a student of human behavior. This podcast will help you live your passion, explore your potential, step into your power, and embrace your possibilities. Embrace your possibilities. possibilities. Hello, this is Andrew Jobling, and welcome to the Wellness Puzzle Podcast, and I would like to say Happy New Year. It's 2021, and as you're listening to this, it is the first week in the new year, and I really wanted this week's podcast to be a positive start to 2021, and I believe the only way we can do that is look back at 2020 and see it as a wonderful foundation for transformation. So it's going to be a little bit different this week. I have put together a wonderful collection of incredibly inspiring people who are going to share very briefly about their experiences in 2020, about the lessons they've learned and the things that they're going to take forward with them into 2021 and beyond. And also they're going to give a little tip or a hint that can help you really make the most of this new year. 2020 has been described as many things, hasn't it? And I'm not sure what your perspective is or perception of 2020 has been and COVID and all the other things that have happened, but I want this week's podcast to be an incredibly positive platform to, for you to start and launch into 2021 with a really positive outlook using the year 2020 as an inspiration and a learning and Yes, there's been some challenges. We've overcome those challenges and let's use them to help us be better, do more, have a bigger impact, have a happier, more prosperous life. So in this particular podcast, you're going to hear from six wonderful people. That's not including me. So seven, if you include myself as a wonderful person. And those people are, and we've heard them all before. They've been on the Wellness Puzzle podcast The first person that you'll hear from is Brad McEwen. Brad McEwen has got a very long, successful media career on television as a sports reporter and a newsreader, now runs his own business in the mental health space. He was on the podcast episode number 11 called Kindness Matters. Then you're going to hear from Carol Cook, who is incredible Paralympic gold medalist. And she's got a wonderful story of overcoming MS to go on to win two gold medals in cycling in Paralympics. And she'll be competing in Tokyo in 2021 in the Paralympics also. She was on the Wellness Puzzle podcast episode number 17 called Tap Into Your Inner Gold. Craig Harper. You've heard from Craig Harper a few times if you've been listening to the Wellness Puzzle podcast. Wow, what an incredible man. He is an ex-business partner of mine, a great friend, an author, a speaker, PhD student, a coach. Wow, he's got a podcast called the You Project Podcast, which is globally acclaimed. He's an incredibly inspiring man. He's been on episodes number two, number 13, and number 28. That's Craig Harper. We're going to hear from the wonderful Stacey Kopas, who's currently sitting in a wheelchair as a quadriplegic after diving into a pool at the age of 12, breaking her neck. She's an incredibly inspiring speaker and author, and she's got some wonderful perspective. She was on the Wellness Puzzle podcast, episode number 30, Gratitude is a Choice. We're going to hear from Dr. Alan Meyer, who is one of the very first people I interviewed, episode number seven called Find Your Purpose. Dr. Meyer is a speaker and an author. He's a very, very strong Christian and has had a very powerful impact on many, many people's lives over many decades. And finally, 
the wonderful Deborah Stathis, who, wow, what an inspiring lady she is. She overcame a devastating car accident at the age of 19, told that she would never live a normal life, facial injuries, acquired brain injuries, and she has overcome it to just be the most amazing lady, inspiring people. She's now an author. She's now a speaker. She's doing wonderful, wonderful stuff. She was on the Wellness Puzzle podcast, episode number 35. You're here now. What are you going to do? So, We're going to hear from all six of them briefly today. It's going to be an inspiring episode. I really want you just to take in the wonderful perspective of these six people and take some of their advice and apply it into your life to make 2021 your best year yet. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy the Wellness Puzzle podcast. Before I introduce all of these wonderful people, I would like to just, I guess, give my perspective on 2020. It's been one of those years, hasn't it? And as I said in the introduction, lots of people have used lots of words to describe 2020, and there are not many positive or complimentary words. I don't know how many times I've seen on Facebook, if 2020 was a food, what would that food be? It would be a slug poo, it would be moldy cheese, it would be all sorts of horrible things. And I responded to that and I said it would be an amazingly exotic food. And yes, there's been challenges and yes, there's been loss. There's been all sorts of stuff happening. And without wanting to diminish what has happened around the world, without wanting to devalue what people have had to go through, for me, 2020 has been transformational. And if if I was to use one word, that's what it would be. It hasn't been easy. In fact, it's been incredibly tough. But for me, as I look back on 2020, some of the things I've had to go through, some of the changes I've had to make, some of the transformations that have happened in my life, I know I'm going to take forward into 2021 and beyond. I am single as of sort of towards the end of 2019 and going into 2020 and then into lockdown has forced me to look at myself, to hang out with myself to start to like myself. And that has not been an easy task because for a lot of my life, I have not liked myself. I've not loved myself at all. You know, I've always worn a mask. I've always tried to be the footballer, the author, the speaker, the the guy who's got it all together, but underneath pretty much of a wreck. And so what I have done in 2020 has faced that. I've spent time with me. I've spent time understanding me. I've spent time working out what are the things that have caused the breakdown in my marriage is I've had more than one what are the things that have caused me to not live a beautiful happy life and I've come up with some answers and I've made some changes which have absolutely transformed me as a person and certainly now is starting to impact the lives of people that I'm trying to help from a business point of view as you're going to hear from a lot of the people speaking today you know a lot of them are speakers and part of their bread and butter was standing in front of large groups and all of a sudden for me as With them, that door was closed as soon as lockdown happened and isolation happened. All of a sudden, a major source of income was gone. So what do you do? As Deborah Stather says and will say, I'm here now. What am I going to do about it? And I love that statement. And for me, I just thought, well, I've got no choice. I've got to find another way to deliver. And for me, I've learned how to go online. I've learned how to do video conferencing. I've learned all about Zoom and Microsoft Teams and Google whatever and what blah, 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 all the wonderful different technology that is available. I've made connections with people, wonderful connection with Best Being, who are the sponsors of this podcast, and there's incredible opportunities internationally there. I've spoken 
all around the world this year from my office in Melbourne, Australia. It's been incredible, really. This podcast that you are currently listening to, hopefully enjoying, was born out of COVID. Why? Because it'd been something I'd been thinking about for a long, long, long time, but never had time. Why? Because I was always so busy running around, rushing from here to there, in my car there, to one meeting, to the next meeting, to a speaking gig, to whatever, and never had time to really stop and do the things that were important. What COVID has forced me, and I know a lot of people to do, is stop, slow down, have a breath, focus on what's important, start taking action on what's important and start to transform your life. And for me, it has been absolutely transformational. And I know that the podcast is going to keep going. I know that the person I am, I'm going to continue to grow and learn and improve. I'm far from the ideal person right now and I'm certainly a work in progress, but I know I'm improving every single day. I know that the opportunities are going to continue to happen. I know that I'm not going to jump in my car now and start running around just because I can I'm not going to start doing that. I still now value my time. I still now am going to value productivity and doing things efficiently and doing things smarter, not harder. And the stuff I've learned in 2020 is going to live on in certainly in my life. And I certainly hope for you as well, as you listen to these wonderful people speak and share, that you're going to really look back and see some of the things that you thought maybe were negatives in 2020 and go, wow, maybe that was an incredible lesson I needed to learn. Maybe that was a change I had to make. Maybe there were some things I needed to do that I hadn't been doing that now I am doing. And I really would love, love, and I've said this more than once this year, I would love you to be able to look back at 2020 and go, that was the year that helped me become the person I needed to become to live the life I wanted to live. Now, I hope that you're going to be inspired by these wonderful people you're about to hear from. And I know I'm going to be inspired. I've already spoken to them. I know what they're about to say. And let me tell you, it is incredibly inspiring. So here they are. Great to be here with Brad McEwen. Hello, Brad. Hello, Andrew. Nice to chat to you again. It is. It is. It was very early in 2020 that we had our first conversation. It was sort of pretty early on in the COVID time. And now here we are in a new year. So mate, let me ask you a question. Tell me what are some of the experiences, some of the things you've had to face, go through, experience in the unique year of 2020? People often ask both myself and my partner, Andrew, you know, how how we were impacted by COVID. And the short answer is not a lot because Cassie was still working at her workplace so she'd head off to work her hours were cut and I was working from home anyway the biggest impact for us was socially not being able to catch up with people and you and I have known each other for a long time I like people I really really do I would say that's the greatest thing about living is people so when you couldn't catch up with people in person and give them a hug and have that human connection especially that physical connection and in particular not being able to see you know my parents because of the the ring of steel which I totally totally respected we all did I think it's fair to say but to not be able to go and give mum a hug and and see my mum and my stepdad was was difficult but you know what we got through it we did we did indeed so mate tell us what are some of the things you have learnt in 2020 because obviously we've all had to do things differently 
What have you learned and what is it that you'll take, some of the stuff you've learned in the year of 2020 that you'll take into 2021 and beyond? I've learned that we are social beasts. I always knew I was, but social interaction is so important to who we are. And you might think that you are not an overly social person and you may not be, but it's just the little things along the way. It's going, it's having a conversation with someone making a coffee. It's being respectful to someone on the tram. It's just saying hello to someone, bumping into someone. When you don't have that, you really, really miss it. You really miss it. That's what I've learned. I've also learned that I think the most, and we saw great examples of it, but one of the simplest but most effective and powerful ways to get through the past 12 months was through a little thing called kindness. And just by being kind to others, but also kind to ourselves was really, really important. I learned that the world's a lot more fragile than we probably realise. We think we're living in the 21st century and things are pretty good, but what we've seen is an outbreak of a virus at a market, you know, we're told in China, makes its way onto an island and completely turns the world upside down. But what I've also learned is that, and I'm looking for a silver lining here, is that it's given us a chance to recalibrate. And that is that I think there are certainly things that none of us would like to go back to. I think that the world was out of whack in a lot of ways, and this is our chance to prioritise what is important and what's not important. Beautiful, mate. So I think you've already answered this final question, and that is, you know, if you're going to give people listening one piece of advice, some of your wisdom, what would that be? I think you've probably already said it, but give you a chance to say it again. Be kind to people because not only does it help someone else, but and we all get absorbed in our own worries and woes and troubles and thoughts, but in an instant, by helping out someone else, we're not focused on ourselves. And you know they refer to it as the helper's high, where our serotonin levels increase and our body releases oxytocin and endorphins and we feel great again because we've helped someone else. It it really is that simple. I remember reading a quote from the celebrated psychologist and author Martin Seligman, and he said that over years of research, they discovered that the one single act that can lift and improve somebody's well-being is kindness. So what COVID has, in a way, taught us or reminded us is so many of the answers that we're seeking are right there. They're really quite simple, and that is look after each other. I reckon that's awesome, mate, and I agree with you 100%, and I thank you so much for your short participation in this podcast. I know it's going to impact people's lives, so all the best for 2021. Thanks, Andrew. Lovely to chat. Everyone has a book inside us waiting to be written, and Adri Jobling can unleash the hidden author in you. Have you ever wanted to become a successful author and impact many lives? Andrew will support, guide and mentor you through the entire process and help you leave your legacy for the world. Contact Andrew for a free 30-minute chat about the influence you want and can have. Go to andrewjobling.com.au to find the author in you. 
I am sitting here with Carol Cook. Hello, Carol. Hello. How are you today? I am wonderful. Carol, I know you've had some pretty amazing things happen in 2020, haven't you? I mean, we've got to know each other in 2020 and lots of pretty cool things have happened. So it's amazing, you know, for such a crappy year. Mine was actually pretty bloody good. I can't, you know, I can't complain about any of it really. Well, tell us a bit about what has happened for you in 2020, as a, I guess, as a first step. Well, I guess life changed a lot in 2020. Usually I'm overseas and racing three months out of the year. This year was supposed to be the Tokyo Paralympics, which have been postponed till next year. And I was not on a plane going anywhere. It was funny because I was supposed to be first of May. I was supposed to be in Italy. And of course, Italy was the first place to go into lockdown. And I thought, okay, well, I won't go to Italy. Maybe I'll just pop over to France then and I'll race there and Switzerland. And then everybody else went into lockdown and thought, well, I'm not doing any of that. So, you know, for me, having a schedule and, and making sure that I'm, I'm getting up and I have something to do every day is really important. So I got up exactly the same time. I kept, albeit virtually indoors. And, and then I thought, well, I might as well write another book. I knew that I had some stuff in me I wanted to get out. And it was a lot about my family and, and their background and the police force and lessons that I learned all of them and brought into my life uh, lessons from my own time on the police force and how it all helped me cope with my diagnosis of MS, you know, becoming a sports person again. Yeah. So it was just schedule it and just get up every day, five days a week and write. Actually, it was about six days a week and write, you know, just sit down and write for 90 minutes and just do it. And thanks to your mentorship, realized that I could probably get a publisher and not self-publish and finished writing it in August and put it out there to publishers in November and yeah, and got one a week later, which which is, away, which is pretty incredible, you know? really, because you start writing at the middle of the year and when people are listening to this, it's actually going to be the start of 2021, but really six less than six months for you to write a book and get a, get a publishing contract, which is pretty amazing. Well, yeah, I expected, you know, from everything you had said and what I had read on every publisher's website was, you know, six weeks to three months and I expected not to hear anything probably until January, February, a lot of them weren't even taking manuscripts because it was the end of the year. And um, yeah, within, it was actually one, one week to the day. With November 6th, I sent it to a, a real small niche publishing company in Melbourne. And on the 13th, got an email back saying, love it. You fit right into our genre. We'd love to publish you. And, you know, now we've been working on the cover. I've picked all the pictures at the start of each chapter, pictures in the center and we've worked out the size of it, and I've done a video for the uh, for the salespeople, and it's all go. It's, it's all coming insane. together, coming so together beautifully. Quick. Yeah, that's so, quick. so good. So, Carol, what have you learnt about your experiences in twenty twenty that you will continue to utilize as you move forward into twenty twenty one and beyond? Look, I think that you know one of the things I've learnt, obviously, being in Melbourne and being in lockdown. And going through what we did in the Ring of Steel is that, you know, when we work together, we can accomplish anything. And that translates into my book as well. Like I worked with you and I jumped on some of your forums and just getting that inspiration from those people and everybody working together made me accomplish my book. Same as the Victorians and Melburnians that all worked together and did the right thing. And we, you know, we're doing so well right now that we're... 
dare I say, back to normal, almost. Well, the new normal Um, anyway. The new normal, exactly, the new normal. I also started writing like a gratitude journal. So every night I write three things I'm grateful for. And I've realized there's something I can be grateful for every day. And it was hard to do at the beginning. Like I found it really difficult because everything was so bad. I wasn't traveling. I wasn't doing anything. The Paralympics were, you know, postponed. It was just like everything. How do you find something grateful in that? But when you look around and you actually listen and look at the world around you, you you can find at least three things that you're grateful for every day. And I've kept that up. How's that helped you? Look, I do it before I go to bed. And so I find that if I've got something positive before I go to bed, I wake up in a better frame of mind. It just, yeah, I think if you think of all the negative stuff before you go to bed, you're going to be waking up in that pretty crappy frame of mind. And I found it's just helped me do that. And it's made me realize that there's a lot in my life that is really, really good. I mean, I'm very lucky that my husband's family and my family really haven't been touched by COVID. You know, we've had a niece who had it, but she's fine. That was over in Canada. But my family, my mom's in her 80s. So, you know, she's been fine. My aunties have been fine. So that's, we've been very lucky. So I'm very grateful for that. I think the other thing is that I've tried to focus on my purpose every day. Because sometimes I think we forget why we do what we do. You know, I think, you know, especially even training, like my, um, my training, you kind of go, Oh God, yeah. Okay. I'll go out and do this or I'll sit on the trainer and I'll do my session. And then you think, Oh, why am I doing this? You know, and I know we've had some other cyclists kind of lose the plot when Paralympics were canceled and they've just gone, why the hell am I doing this? Like, this is ridiculous. But then it's come back to them that, well, you're doing this because they've only been postponed. And we have to believe that they, well, we've been told they're definitely going ahead next year in some shape or form. And whether, you know, we just fly in, fly out for races or we're in bubbles before we go over and then. Or do it virtually. You might do the, a virtual oh, race on the bike. Well, we, that wouldn't I did be race virtually this year. So, you know, I'm, I'm good at that. So who knows? But, you know, then you realize that if, if, you, if you have a why for your purpose, and that helps you get up every day. What is your why, Carol? What's yours? Well, I think for my book was because my why was that I had had lessons that I learned that I thought could help other people. And that was my why for getting up and writing. It was also to keep me sane, to be honest, in this, this year, to have something, a purpose to finish this book, to get it out there, to show people that there are things that we can do in life through lessons that we've learned in the past. So that was my why for that. And obviously training is still my why for to get back and and back another gold medal, you know, like to focus on that and do what I'm good at. And I know that this will probably be my last games strictly because, you know, of my age, I don't know what's going to happen in another three years after 2021. So you know, I focus just on that year at a time. Yeah. So those are my whys. Awesome. So, Carol, if you were to give the listeners just one piece of advice, and I know you've got lots, but what would be the one most important piece of advice you would share with people that are listening to help them reconcile what's happened in 2020 and help them really utilize it to make their future more abundant yeah. and happy? I think that my one piece of advice is this, is that, one day, and it might be 
10, 20 years from now, we'll all have stories of how we survived the lockdown. And we need to tell those stories because those stories may be someone else's survival guide in the future. And I think it's really important that, you know, we do tell our stories and, and hence why, why I um, did my book, you know, there's stories from the past. So this year we have a lot of stories that we can tell and people have survived it in different ways, which one day somebody else might need to know and might need to use. Awesome. So keep telling those stories. Awesome. Wonderful. Carol, thank you so much. Great to see you again and looking forward to seeing all the great things that you do in 2021 and that you and I do together in 2021. And thanks very much for your inspiration and insight. No worries. Thanks for uh, having a chat. I'm sitting with Craig Harper. Mate, always great to be with you. Hi, champion. Good to see you. Merry everything. Merry all the things that are happening at this time of the year. It's a merry time of the year, isn't it? I mean, there are some people that are celebrating wildly that it's the end of 2020 because they haven't had maybe the best experience in the year just gone and they're hoping, fingers crossed, that the year coming might bring more positive things. So, mate, tell us a bit about your 2020. Tell us what happened for you. I know we've spoken a few times during the course of 2020, and I'm very grateful for that, but give us a brief overview of your year. Yeah, so, I mean, like everyone's year, it's been interesting. I mean, that's that's the standard response, isn't it? It's been interesting. It's been hard. It's been surprising. It's been inspiring. There's been, you know, personally for me, it's been a – a year of adapting and learning and evolving and being vulnerable and trying new things and developing new skills and unlearning old things, learning new things, which I think they go hand in hand sometimes from a business point of view, probably like you, Andrew, and a lot of other people, we had to kind of reframe what we were doing and reinvent ourselves because, you know, a lot of what I do is standing in front of audiences. I'm in front of audiences for a job primarily. I do a few things, but that's my main gig is standing, talking to rooms full of humans. Well, that was off the table, so we needed to figure out how to create cyber rooms. So like many other people in this space, we switched to Zoom and, yeah, it was it was interesting. And, and my, my first online mentoring group, which I... I stopped doing one-on-one coaching a few years ago and two-on-one coaching and, and I ended up doing small mentoring groups and they grew to about face-to-face groups of 30 and me as well as all the kind of corporate speaking to lots of people. But the the kind of more interpersonal, interactive, you and me and I remember your name and it was kind of groups of 25 to 30 and that for me was just ongoing through the year. So I'd always have multiple groups running. So that was a source of income and consistent revenue and and then that fell over as did many other people's sources of income and so Melissa who's my um, business manager and runs my life and is as you know very much smarter than me which is not a big stretch but smarter than me got a double degree in business and uh, sorry marketing and psychology so she goes because she's 30 not 100 like me well let's just do them online and I go what because I'm 100 on what Okay, what? on the line. What does that mean? Yeah, what, what did you say? Talk up, <laughs> speak up. Um, what do you? So <laughs> he said, put away the carrier pigeon and the smoke signals, and Gramps, and tune in. So anyway, we ran our first online mentoring group, which is essentially it's not a presentation, it's not a workshop, 
It's literally me just rocking up once a week with a group of people going, tonight we're going to talk about resilience. Here are some thoughts and ideas. What are your questions? Tonight we're going to talk about mental and emotional health, just thoughts and ideas. Here are some ideas, suggestions, stories. What are your questions? What do you think? You know, and so every week there'd be a different idea or topic or theme. And the first one we did, we went from 25 to 30 people in a room to 330 people in a cyber room. Awesome. And we went from obviously everyone who lives near Moorabbin, which is where my HQ is, you know, my my little lecture theatre, to everyone in the world could come. So we had people from 12 countries and I'm like, oh, okay, so this is a thing. And I'm an idiot because we should have been doing this a while ago. Hey, mate, so there was you're not on your Pat Malone. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we've so all gone from of, local to global, yeah, haven't we? Yep. A, a lot of awakening and realisation and understanding that I've been actually getting in my own way because I'm a technophobe. So that was good. Personally, I live by myself, so not having another human being come, like literally nobody, come to my house for the best part of half a year was interesting because, like you, I love people and I love chatting and I'm pretty interactive. And But anyway, so that was good because it kind of makes you, I think when you're, you know, one of the things that we don't do enough, I think, is we don't spend time with ourselves in silence and stillness and isolation where it's just us and our thoughts and feelings and dreams and values and, you know, just sitting in our own space. Because even when we're alone, we're generally not alone because we've got a dog or a cat or a phone or a computer or a television or a distraction or a, but just being still. And so it forced me to have, like I tried to spend an hour a day where I was doing my own version of meditating and being still and not, not near a phone, not near a television, not near a computer, not near another human. So that was good for me because it was a, you know, it kind of opened that, you know, that door, that equanimity door, you know, being the calm in the chaos and and to stop. I feel like for me anyway, and a lot of people that I've worked with, sometimes we're very busy doing not much. Yep. And I can be very busy doing not a lot. And there's a difference between effectiveness and productivity and efficiency and busyness. And I think for me anyway, it, it made me hit the pause button and go, what do I do with my 24 hours? Because there's a fair bit of bullshit in there. That's brilliant, mate. That's so good. So tell me what now that you've learned, I mean, you've obviously learned a lot of stuff in 2020. What are you going to take into 2021 and beyond? Yeah. So... You know, I think I've always been pretty philosophical, as have you. And um, for your listeners who don't know our relationship, we go back decades. And, you know, for me, my life is pretty good. Like, I'm pretty comfortable. I have enough stuff. And what it did was it made me a little bit more, um, I guess, reflective about the stuff that matters I mean, the stuff that really matters, I'm not talking about things. To me, things don't, you know, we need stuff because that's the world we live in. We need to pay the bills, drop the kids off at school, pay for, you know, whatever, dinner and, you know, mow the lawn and change the bed. We need to do all those practical human things and, and have a job and all of that. But beyond that stuff, which is integral and important, but beyond that stuff, it's trying to figure out, you know, what's my life about and what am I about and 
and you know maybe that's a byproduct of being in your 50s and you know but for me it's it's more about this year or 2021 is more about what am I paying attention to what am I giving my time to what am I giving my energy to what are my values and priorities and what is my purpose and path and is my behavior a reflection of that or am I the guy that just says all this shit that he doesn't actually do it and I think one of the dangers, and I recognise this in myself, I'm going to go deep for a minute, is when you are in front of people and you're an author and you're a, you know, you're a speaker and you're a podcaster and you've constantly yeah. got people in front of you and you've constantly got an audience and you're a bit articulate and you can be a bit funny and tell a few stories and all that shit, it's actually really easy to just play the role, yep. to be the persona, not the person. And I obviously try not to do that. But for me, I've just, you know, I've been doing a little bit of a stock take on myself. Like I want to make sure that I'm not, you know, that that I'm doing everything that I'm teaching, that my life is aligned with my words, with my values, with my, you know, my messages. And so nothing profound. That's I don't want profound, to, mate. I, that is profound. I don't want to take over the world. I just want to be a better Craig Harper so that, I'm better for other people to be around. You just want to be the best you can be in your world, hey? Which is awesome. So, mate, just as a wrap-up, one piece of advice you might give the listeners that you think might be able to help them as they move out of 2020 into 2021. Oh, gee, one. You're killing me. I know, mate. I know. Um, Look, I think a really good thing to do is, you know, one of the things that's hard for us to be about ourselves is objective because – the human experience is subjective. And so one of the byproducts of, you know, Craig looks at the world through Craig's window of beliefs and values and experiences and biases and likes and dislikes and Andrew looks through his and you listening to this, you do the same. And as a byproduct of that, we're quite emotional about us and our stuff and our life. So I think a really good way to actually change your life, a part of your life, if that's important to you, is to try to turn down the emotion and turn up the strategy where you actually create a structure and a process and accountability and recognising that I'm emotional, I go through peaks and troughs of motivation, I have shit days and great days, I get angry, I get sad, I get happy, I get joyful, I get all of those human things. But I don't want to wake up at the end of 2021 and be telling myself the same story about the same crap and still not doing the things that I said I would do for the last 15, you know, Christmases or New Year's. So I think as much as you can, do a bit of a stock take on you and your life, turn down the emotion. And this is really about self-awareness. It's not about self-loathing at all. Because I think, you know, we're all relatively, you know, at our core, I think we're good people who want to do good things. But that doesn't mean we can't recognise stuff that we're doing right now that is kind of self-sabotaging and self-destructive. And so that would be my piece of advice. Is that is, if, you, if you really want to change your life, get a bit strategic. I love it. Turn down the emotion, turn up the strategy. What a beautiful piece of advice, mate. And thanks for your contribution to this podcast and look forward to working with you more in 2021. Easy peasy. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Jobbers. Thanks, Craigo. Stacey Kopas, wonderful to see you. Nice to be back again with you, Andrew. I know. We've done a few things in 2020, haven't we? 
And we now... have, and they were right at the back end of it as well. So we've certainly made the most of the time we've had. And while people are listening to this, it'll actually be 2021. So it'll be at the start of a new year. And I thought, what better time to really stop and reflect? Because, I mean, people have described 2020 in a lot of different ways. And I want to try and see how we can find without wanting to be all Pollyanna about what's happened in 2020. I mean, there's been some incredible things that have happened that can really help us if we use them. So, Stacey, first question I want to ask you, tell us a little bit about some of the things you've experienced in 2020. Yeah, I think the big thing is, is for most of us is that obviously what we had set out to do at the beginning of 2020 definitely was not how it ended up at the end of 2020, that's for sure. For me, I'm I'm big on setting themes for years rather than setting super specific goals. So the theme that I'd set for 2020 was expansion. And my intention around that was more around the expansion of my business. Uh, I was planning on doing my first speaking tour of North America this year after doing a bit of a scouting trip last year. So that was the that was probably the big part of the expansion. It was more that global expansion and more from a business perspective. And what I realised at the end of it is I definitely achieved the theme of expansion, but it just wasn't what I had intended it to look like. So for me, 95% of my business um, before March was keynote speaking in person. So obviously with everything that happened, that was no longer possible and every booking I had uh, was either cancelled or postponed indefinitely. So I went from I was on track for my biggest financial year of revenue since I started my business and that went to a big fat zero for a period of time. So that was definitely a big hit. And for me, I I swung this wild pendulum in the beginning of feeling really firstly excited about having all this time and space to create and then then I swung to the other side of the pendulum where I got really restless and overwhelmed and just was in this space of like effort, I don't want to do a single thing. So I ended up just sitting back and observing for a while and I think that taking the time to observe and taking the time to respond rather than just reacting was uh, definitely a really good experience for me. Probably the most positive thing that's come out of this year is I've actually prioritised relationships for the first time in my life, which, you know, in my 40s, it's probably a bit sad that it hasn't been a priority or, you know, not been something that I've really consciously prioritised. So I spent a lot of this year making sure that I nurtured the connections that I already had and, you know, then sort of set out to to learn, learn a lot more um, about relationships in general and you know, worked with a great coach. And, you know, at the end of the year, I've, you know, found myself in a position where, you know, I've found myself in a great relationship. Yay. So, That's yay. exciting. So, yes, it is very exciting. So, you know, that's been really powerful. Um and in a way, I sort of felt that things had been shut down in the beginning, but I realised that they'd actually been opened up in a way that would not have thought possible. So, you know, instead of doing the work that I had planned, I ended up still doing, you know, keynoting, but I ended up doing them online and I ended up doing them for you know, audiences in South Africa and Europe and North America and all of this sort of stuff with, you know, out even leaving my room. So you did far more travelling than you were planning to do. You just did it from your office I at did. Home. And that was just so, it was so good. So I had massive resistance in the beginning. Um, it's been a lot harder. I find that, 
you know, I'm I'm very driven by energy and connection. So to not have a live audience in front of me has been a struggle. But I realised that I had to, you know, get over myself and what I wasn't getting out of it and realised that, you know, I always come from a place of service. And so I realised that the more that this went on, the more that I was needed. And so I had to get out of, you know, get out of my own way and just give all I could and realise that that was, um, I could actually create a greater sense of intimacy with an audience um, doing it virtually than if I was in person. So there's been so many wins in this year, that's for sure. And that's wonderful, isn't it? And that's why I want to do this podcast because I want people to look back and yes, it's been littered with challenges and problems and adversity, but there's also enormous wins, as you've said, and opportunities that have come out of it. So what have you learnt, Stacey, that you're going to take into 2021 and beyond? Yeah, for me, um, probably two things. If I look at, I'll, I'll look, I'll, I'd look at two things. I'll look at one personal thing and one business thing. So, from a personal perspective, it was definitely prioritizing the relationships and connection, and that was huge because I know in the beginning, uh, you know, I took great exception to the languaging around social distancing and realising that we needed to be socially connected more than ever. So that was a priority. And it's been great. Like I've had you know, the depths of my friendships and stuff, you know, my close friendships have been become even stronger. So I'm really grateful for that. And even just, um, you know, friendships with people that I'd connected with online or in person when I was overseas last year, you know, they've strengthened as well. And so we, I've, I've got, I schedule regular things now in my calendar to catch up with people. I don't just take it for granted anymore. So that's been super powerful. And so it's scheduling and creating space for connection has been a huge one. Yep. From a business perspective, it was it's definitely I'm so excited now about the possibilities of being able to build a build a business virtually and being able to be of far greater service to far greater audiences globally than I ever would have imagined when I set out to go, well, 2020 is the year of expansion and I'm going to, you know, go and speak in the US and Canada for four weeks once or twice a year. Whereas now it's like, okay. I may, once or I twice may, a week. Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, you know, it could be once or twice a day. That's Absolutely. the whole thing. And I don't have to worry about jet lag and I don't have to worry about awful hotel beds and I don't have to worry about any of that stuff. So I'm really excited about what I can do and I, I, I'm realising now that the upsides are amazing. Yep, wonderful. So one final question, Stacey, one piece of advice you give people that are listening to this, wanting to make the most of the year that's been and the one that's coming. Yeah, I think that the biggest observation I've had lately is the amount of people that are really, especially on social media, that are going, oh, I can't wait for 2020 to be over. And almost like they think that there's going to be this miracle when the calendar ticks over to 2021, that everything is going to be great and amazing. And I'm I'm really frustrated by the amount of people that are just waiting. They are just waiting for the calendar to change. They're waiting to be told what to do. They're constantly plugged into the news wanting to know what the media or the government's telling them what to do so for me the biggest piece of advice I have is stop waiting just get into action like really reflect on what you really want in your life and do something about it rather than just outsourcing their lives and their responsibility to something external that 
really doesn't know them or have their best interests at heart. Um, so, yeah, just really just, just, you know, we've taken the hits. Things aren't going to change quickly, but by taking action um, as individuals, then you can really make a big change in your own life and then the lives of those around you and starting to, you know, live by choice rather than by chance. So that would be definitely the biggest piece of advice I have. Stop waiting, start doing. That's a good, wonderful inspiring piece of advice. Stacey, thank you so much for this short contribution to this podcast and look forward to connecting with you more in 2021. Absolutely. I look forward to more conversational adventures with you, Andrew. Yes, there will be many more. How do you rate the most important things in your life? For many of us, long life and joy are high on the list. Important elements we can't buy but the secret to attaining them is elusive and out of reach for many. Andrew Jobling has tackled these important questions in his book, The Wellness Puzzle, Living a Life of Joyful Longevity. Andrew solves the problem by teaching the seven pieces to optimal well-being. This is a must read. Find out more about The Wellness Puzzle and Andrew's other books at andrewjobling.com.au. I am very honoured and happy to be sitting here with the wonderful Dr. Alan Meyer. How are you, Alan? I'm good, Andrew. It's lovely to see your face. I haven't seen your face for a couple of weeks. I know, I know, I know. And unfortunately, we are on Zoom, but that's okay. This is just a really quick little check-in. And Alan, you're someone who I look up to and I respect and admire incredibly. 2020 has been an interesting, unique year. I'm loathe to say it's been a terrible year it's been a unique year what are some of the personal experiences or some of the things you've experienced in 2020 well i experienced um some loss in the sense that we had such a wonderful year planned plan was to head to europe we were going to be doing some speaking in germany and poland and ireland england and play golf and Ireland. all of that went down to play golf but instead of that we found ourselves being useful in a very unexpected way. All of our, uh, all of our work has, is done largely either face-to-face in large groups or in small groups. I spend my time communicating uh, to marrieds, men, uh, to people in general, but often to men. And um, Helen and I both are involved in the life case things, of it, which is really restoring and rebuilding people uh, and helping them do uh, do life well and do life with Jesus. When COVID hit, it shut down all of our small groups. In fact, in term one, we only just got through that term and been able to finalise it on the very last night and still stay inside the law. And the question is, what are we going to do now? They shut groups down. This is what we do. This is our job. This is our assignment in life. And we just suddenly had to rethink. And um, in a very short period of time, and gratefully through some through uh, connections with, with people, it's wonderful how God puts people in your life at the right time. Now, you are the, you're one of those people because uh, God gave us a connection right at a critical moment in my life where I realised I had to lose weight and I had to get my fitness level up for the next 10 years. And I would, I would just know how to do it. Right at that time, we connected, and that was a life-changing moment. At the beginning of this year, it was a lovely woman who has developed an online communications business. And connections with her just 
had us suddenly looking at the possibilities of taking everything we did online and within weeks we'd uh, learned some new skills, acquired a little bit of equipment, took every one of our recorded courses online and before you knew it, uh, instead of being shut down, we kind of opened up to the whole world. And uh, as a result, out of my living room upstairs, we've been communicating to people in Canada, the USA, uh, Finland, South Africa, all around the world and all over Australia. People we would never have met in any other way, we then connected with and we just developed an entirely different way of making use out of it. Yeah. Isn't, isn't, it, great thing. isn't that amazing? You look at something that could potentially could be so devastating, but you can flip it and turn it into something that actually is being incredibly powerful. So it's given you the ability to reach more people, uh, do it more effectively and have a greater impact. So that's awesome, Alan. I've experienced the same thing. So, mate, tell me what, you know, as we launch into 2021, you know, we've got the experiences of 2020 under our belt. What are you going to take into 2021 that you've learnt in 2020? Well, I'm going to take a number of things. One is the systems that you build and the relationships you develop are part of the strength which uh, you carry from one year to the next. One of the things I've really enjoyed about HealthPoint is that I have a way of resetting. And I watched over the last year a lot of people uh, saying that during COVID they all added, they put weight on, you know, they got heavier. I went in the other direction. And because I had a system to work to and some connections that uh, just didn't go away, uh, I was just constantly able to reset. And instead of losing my disciplines, I actually increased them. Uh, the bit that I hated was they shut my gym down, so I couldn't do that. But they couldn't stop me walking. And as a consequence, every single day, I looked at those 10,000 steps. And a lot of times I'd get up to 15 or 16,000 steps. And uh, the, the great thing was that having those disciplines became a foundational direction and I could reset protein day every Monday, this constant reset. And then a conversation we had about let's do a, a full six weeks and not just do just constantly reset every second or third day. Let's, let's, and away we went. And uh, I took that discipline through the year and it will now carry me into 2021. The, the, the fact that I've now established some patterns and I've established some disciplines and they are not going to go away we have the way of refreshing it and resetting it constantly. The second thing I guess I've taken is, is are the skills that I've learned and, and improving them all the time in creating my own video material and uh, in um, having learned to be more adaptable and be prepared to take the opportunities that come. Because if you take the opportunities that come, you never know how they will unravel and unpack and become, uh, become like a whole new a lease of life. So that's where we are at the beginning of 2021. There's still a degree of uncertainty about how this year will unfold. We, we don't know how it will unfold, but the thing is we got through last year, uh, This we've got through this last year and made a success out of it. We can do exactly the same in the year to come. Awesome, mate. And just to finish up, Alan, one piece of advice, one key learning or lesson that you'd want to really share with people listening. You connect with people along the way that become part of the framework of your life. I think one of the greatest dangers that we've faced in the last year is this agoraphobic kind of isolationism. The tendency to draw back into a little cluster and to not reach out 
and uh, for relationships to be allowed to wither and in some ways to atrophy. And we, we lose the power of community. We lose the power of relationships and the power of connection. Uh, we were never intended to be a solo event. We were always intended to find a tribe, to find a group of people with whom our goals and our direction can connect. And uh, we're always better in a team than we are alone. And I think one of the things we need to do is to, is to really to brush off this uh, isolationism of 2020 and really to make sure that we strengthen the ties that we have in the relationship clusters that graciously we've been given in life because it's in relationship we find way more strength and energy than we ever do trying to just pedal our bicycle all by ourselves. Brilliant. Alan, thank you so much for your insight. Thanks for your contribution to the Wellness Puzzle Podcast for 2020 and look forward to seeing all the wonderful things you do in 2021. Thanks, Alan. Good on you, Andy. We'll meet you out there on the track real soon. You will. Deb Stathis, hello there. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, wonderful. Thank you for joining me. We're talking about 2020 and Mm. the impact that it's had and what's going to happen as a result of 2020. So, Deb, tell us a bit about what's happened for you in 2020. Well, 2020 has certainly been an interesting year. From a business perspective, I was really excited for 2020 because my first book got published at the end of last year and I was all getting set to do an official book and business launch event and I, I was booking in um, some speaking events and some workshops and I was live events and I was really excited. And on a personal note, you know, my health, I, I had a few health issues over the last few years and finally healthy and I was just like, yep, yeah, I'm coming back, baby. And then COVID hit. And at first I took that really hard. It hit and and then I thought, well, okay, still got my health. That's good. And I thought, well, okay, I paused, not cancelled, paused. Nice. The uh, workshop that uh, workshops and things that I had organised, and I, I took a, I took some time to reflect, and then I thought, well, okay, as I do, and I'm here now. <laughs> As in my saying, I'm here now, what am I going to do? So I went, okay, I'm here now, what am I going to do? So I focused on what I could do. And by doing that, I found incredible connections with people, yourself being <laughs> one of them. So Absolutely. Very grateful. Yeah. Very and grateful. also looking at the options that were available to me via different mediums. So obviously everything moved online. And interestingly enough, I had to cut out the noise. So I had to really hone in my focus. And it was easier to do that because there wasn't so much, so many options to physically go anywhere or do anything. So it actually almost forced me in a way to really focus in on what I wanted to do, what my true purpose is. And by doing so, I actually have created far more opportunities this year for my business than I think I would have had COVID not hit and I'm much clearer about my vision and my purpose. And on a personal note, I'm still healthy, so that's good. Uh, And also I'm more confident. I'm actually far more confident in doing um, a lot of the things that I I was going to do. I was overcomplicating things before. So 
I mean, I've seen yeah. you. We've known each other for about six months, Deb, haven't we? And and I've Probably really now, and yeah. I've really yeah. seen seen you blossom, and I've Thank seen you. your confidence grow over that time too, which is yeah. which is incredible. And yeah. this is a story I keep hearing with all the people that I've spoken to. All of a sudden, the noise is blocked out, and now there's laser focus on what's most important. And when you can focus on what's most important, you can create wonderful opportunities. So, absolutely. So good job. Now, Deb, what have you learnt? Tell us what you've learnt in 2020 that you will take forward to 2021 and beyond. One of the main things is not to overcomplicate things. And by that I mean when it's all stripped back, because that's really what COVID did was, you know, literally lock us in the house. When it's all stripped back and... I had to prioritise. I had, I've got two small children. I was homeschooling, <laughs> a five-year-old. But when it's all stripped back and there's really limited time to focus on, you know, what I want to do and what I want to deliver and, and my vision, it came down to the most important part of that. So it cut out the noise, as we've, as we've said. So for me, I, I've learnt the lesson of, stay true to the cause, stay true yep. to the the purpose of what it is because I think we overcomplicate things. So um, looking at too many options and too many variables of what our actual vision and purpose is, yep. whereas once I had to really focus on the core truth of that, it felt better. I was more confident and it was easier. Yep. We can get so easy to get double-minded, isn't it, when there's so many options and things and bright lights and bells and whistles everywhere. It's so easy to get distracted. But when all that stuff's taken, you can really focus. Yeah. Wonderful. So, that was it. That, that was That's a good lesson. Yeah. Really. And then if you can take that forward with you, then it's going to have a really positive effect on your life moving forward, right? Yeah, absolutely. Don't overcomplicate things. And, and also trust myself. Really trust myself, my judgment on what I know, what I feel, because I had to get more in touch with that. I think I was being, I was overcomplicating it, looking at too many options, overcomplicating the, my business. Whereas when I speak my truth and when I act from that place, it's much easier and it actually all fell into, into place. place. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. So, Deb, and, and I guess you've probably answered this next question for me. If you're going to give some advice to people listening that have maybe gone through some sort of trauma or some sort of challenges in 2020, what advice would you give them as they move forward to make them a positive outcome in their life? Well, we always have – we have choice, which is something I talk a lot about, as you know, and, and I did that this year as well. I mean, okay, I'm here now, what am I going to do, which is my thing, as you, as we've said. And and the thing is, I think on reflection this year has really been about pairing it back to what really matters, what you're really passionate about, whether that's in your work, your home life, your friendships, your hobbies. How do you want to be? What do you want to do and achieve for you personally, professionally? Get to the core of that Look at that, face that, and, and there's challenges that come with that. But once we do that, everything else falls into place. So whilst, yeah, there's been challenges in, 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 uh, in 2020, uh, personally, professionally, financially for a lot of people, it's about finding what your truth is and running with that. Beautiful. So, 
Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. That's wonderful advice. And thank you, Deb. I really appreciate you sharing in this podcast that thank what you. you've said is going to make obviously have a really positive effect on people's lives. So thank you and look thank you. forward. I know we're going to be doing another podcast together, you and me, very shortly. <laughs> so if you're listening, get ready. You'll be hearing a lot more of Deborah Stathis in 2021 and beyond. Thanks, Deb. Thanks. Wasn't there some wonderful inspiration and information and tips and ideas and perspective? So I really, really, I would love to thank all of the people that have contributed to this particular podcast. Now, I know that each one of them would love to help you if they could. So what I'm going to do now is I'm just quickly going to go through each person and I'm going to give you their website so you can go and connect with them if you would like to do that. But please reach out if you're struggling with anything at the moment, if you're still suffering from trauma from 2020. Look, I totally understand. It's been a a tough year in some respects, but with the right perspective and with the right support and with the right people around you, you can turn any negative or any trauma into something that's incredibly positive in your life. And Deborah Stathis, her business is called Tragic Opportunities. It's all about finding opportunity within tragedy and trauma. So if you'd like to connect with Brad McEwen, you can find him at bradmcewen.com. If you would like to connect with Carol Cook, you can find her at carolcook.com.au. If you'd like to connect with Craig Harper, you can find him at craigharper.net. To find out more about Stacey Kopas, go to stacykopas.com. If you would like to find out all the incredible stuff Alan Meyer and his wife Helen are doing, you can go to careforcelifekeys.org. And if you would like to connect with Deborah Stathis, you can do that at tragicopportunities.com. Now, all of those websites are in the notes for this podcast. But as I wrap this episode up, I just want you to really use 2020 as a wonderful foundation for transformation in 2021 and beyond. Because if you can look back with perspective, if you can look back with insight if you can learn the lessons and make the changes and create the opportunities then I guarantee you 2021 is going to be a wonderful year. As this is the first episode of 2021 I wish you a wonderful wonderful prosperous happy healthy successful loving year and I will be back next week with another wonderful guest. My name's Andrew Jobling this is the Wellness Puzzle Podcast. 